Our scripture reading for today comes from uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now, concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, there's peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We're not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Good morning, church. Well, I am. Um, I'm excited to share this message with you today, and uh, I want to back up a little bit because I need your help. In our household, we don't have cable, and we don't have broadcast TV. I didn't plug in the rabbit ears to any of our TVs, so it's been a long time since I heard one of those uh, little advertisements or promos for the evening news. They still do that, right? Yeah? You don't either, right? You just watch you just, you just watch Netflix and you're done. Well, if you are, you got to tell me, is it still that thing where when they're promoting the news, they'll be like, is this common household cleaner slowly killing you? Join us at nine to hear what you can do to stop from poisoning your family. They still do that? Is your car going to explode in the garage? Join us at nine. Like, why do they do that? If people's cars are actually going to combust, shouldn't they just tell you what to do? <laughs> right? Like, like, don't come back at nine. Like, if the Windex under your sink is poisoning people, shouldn't they be like, I'm, look, I'm sorry to interrupt your show. Okay, this is real important. Get the Windex in the garage. Back to Wheel of Fortune. Right? Should, why don't they do that? You know why they don't do that. Come on, tell me. They want you to watch the news. And the way they do that is they get you nervous and scared. You can't wait until the morning to watch the news. You've got to watch at 9. Because who knows what's going to happen overnight. The car's on fire and everybody in the house is poisoned from the Windex or whatever it is. Um, now, look, I've, I've been around the block long enough to know that when they give those sort of promos, you can kind of go, meh, <laughs> right? Because usually it's just something that's been overhyped or it's something commonsensical that you already knew. But if they can hook you with fear, then they get the viewers. So, like I said, it's been a long time since I 
saw one of those promos actually happen, trying to get me hooked. Uh, I don't, I don't watch the evening news. Uh, I do keep my eye on things in other ways. You know, I, I listen to podcasts, I read articles. You know, there's, there's, this is the 21st century. We've got options. But here's, here's something that really struck me over the last couple of years, and maybe even more in the last few months. Doom and gloom has been creeping into every outlet. I am definitely not seeking this stuff out. And yet I can tell you that in the last month, I have heard long-form conversations about the existential dangers of unsustainable farming practices, global energy crisis, nuclear war, and an artificial intelligence apocalypse. I bet you've heard all of those stories too, haven't you? It's uncanny. It's like every expert out there, no matter what they're an expert in, is sure the world's going to end, and they all have different theories as to why and how. And it's all that anybody seems to be talking about. Now, I'm not trying to bum you out, but you're hearing these same conversations, and I think it's super important that as Christians, we don't shrink back from them, and we don't hide from them, because a lot of our worldview is built on looking to the end. And we should be the people best prepared to talk about it. So, in this moment, when the end is on the hearts and minds and tongues of the people all around us, the last thing we should do is pull back or duck our heads into the sand. It has been a strategy of evangelists for decades to try and get people to think about the end. And now everybody is. And where are the Christians? They need you to tell them the loving truth. So let's, let's lay out some basics, and we can build up from there. Um, first, I want to be very clear about this. Nobody can tell you for sure the day or the hour, right? If somebody claims that they have cracked the code, if you apply this Caesar cipher to every seventh verse in the book of Revelation, no, stop, okay? Or just that, they, just that they've interpreted every symbol and they, no, stop. Here's the thing. Jesus says that no one knows the day or the hour I'm quoting Jesus verbatim. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. I want to share with you a theological principle. You need to take this, put it deep in your heart. If Jesus don't know, you don't know. <laughs> and that guy on TV definitely doesn't know. Okay, so what does that mean? It means that the day will come suddenly and unexpectedly, unpredictably, but it will come. What do you do when you don't know when it's going to happen, just that it's going to happen? There is one way to live, and that is to live in readiness. And this is where the life of God's people is going to diverge from the rest of the world. Um, 
you've heard it said, live every day like it's your last. Is that good advice? I'm just taking, I'm just taking a poll real quick. By show of thumbs, yes, no, I don't know. Is that good advice? Let me see him. Did you not put on deodorant? Raise your hands up, guys. Come on. We've got a lot of non-committal responses. We've got some yeses, some noes, some maybes. I think that it can be excellent advice, fantastic advice if you're a Christian. And it's probably bad advice if you're not. So let's imagine for a moment that, uh, that, that we are the kind of people who think that this world and this life is all there is, okay? If today is your last, are you going to pay your taxes? Are you going to scrub the dishes? I mean, I, I wouldn't. What is the point? If today is your last and this is all there is, then you should quit your job. You should eat all of the ice creams. You should maybe drink the town dry. Because hangover is a tomorrow problem. <laughs> do any irresponsible thing that you've always wanted to do but never, never did, right? Because... Who cares about the consequences? You won't be there for them. Now, some of y'all are more decent people, right? And maybe you think, that's not really how I'd want to live my last day, right? I'd like it to be more meaningful. If I knew it was my last day, I'd go say my goodbyes. And, 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 and I'd give away my stuff. And... I'd spend the day with my family and friends. Okay? That's better. So you lived today like it was your last. But tomorrow comes around and it wasn't your last. What do you do? Do you go say your goodbyes all over again? You got nothing to give away, which means you probably don't have a place to live, a car to drive, food in the pantry. You might not have a change of clothes. If this is all there is, even in the most noble way of living, there's no sensible way to live today like it's your last. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we read it just a little bit ago, the people who are unprepared for Jesus' return are compared to drunken sleepers. Now, I think he did mean this literally, but I think he also means this as a sort of a, a broader concept, okay? The idea here being that people don't know what to do with the end of the world. Either they don't want to face it, so they distract themselves with pleasures, like drinking, for example, or they just pretend like the day will never come, and they will say, peace when there is no peace. It's supposed to be different with us. I said for a Christian, it is a good idea to live every day like it's your last. See, we don't think about the end of the world 
as a time when there are no more consequences. As a Christian, maybe that day is the most consequential. If today is your last, we don't live as if there's no future. We live as if future is about to get a whole lot bigger. You see what I mean here? If you put all of your hope in this world and in this life, then the end of it all coming to an end is the, the worst thing you can imagine. But if your hope is in the life and the world to come, then the end of the world is something to be welcomed with joy. Here and elsewhere, but here, this day is called the day of the Lord. That's what he calls it. Is that the best day or the worst day? Well, that depends on where you stand. I know why so many people are anxious about these several proposed apocalypses. And insofar as we, as God's people, can take steps to steward the world responsibly, we should. As much as we, as God's people, can take steps to reduce suffering, we should. As much as we are able to help our neighbor thrive, we should. But that's not where our hope is. We have a loving imperative to take care of the world and to take care of our neighbors and to live at peace. But we don't do it because we're afraid it's all going to end if we don't. We do it because we have a picture of the beautiful goodness that God made, and we want to live it out. The day of the Lord is coming. And it's the people of God who ought to be calm. We ought to be the calm voices when everything seems out of control. You want to stand out? You want to make a difference? When people start being afraid about the end, just don't be. Don't deny it. Don't say, well, no, it's not going to happen. You don't know. But here's what you do know. No matter what happens, Jesus is on top. No matter what happens, my life goes on. No matter what happens, it's about to get a whole lot better. And I want you to have that too. I don't want you to be afraid because we can lose all this and gain so much more. The message of Christianity is that Jesus wins. And all the things that you're afraid of losing today, you will lose eventually. But Jesus offers a treasure that you can't lose, stored up for you in a place that will never die. What does it take? Just receive this gift. Just receive this Jesus. He loves you and he wants you to be there too. That's what the world needs to hear today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you give us peace in the midst of crazy times, that you give us hope when the whole rest of the world seems to be hopeless. Lord, this is our moment to speak to people who are full of fear, who are full of dread, who don't know what to think or believe, this is our moment to embrace them with love and to tell them a truth 
that you want them to hear. I pray, Heavenly Father, today, especially for the personal witness of everyone praying this prayer with me right now. I pray that your Holy Spirit will empower us to seize the moments. I pray that your Holy Spirit will put the words in our mouth. I pray that we'll have the courage to just let those words come out. I know, Lord, there's some folks here today who have um, maybe never shared their faith or certainly never done it outside of church. But Lord, I, I firmly believe this is our moment. And so I pray that for every one of us, you'll make us uh, your voices to the people around us, our friends, our family, our neighbors, maybe even the stranger in line behind us reading the tabloids, whatever it is, Lord, I pray that you'll use us as your agents of peace. Thank you for all that you've done for us. And Lord, today we pray especially for all that you are about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.